0: For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. Your purpose in your heart to be impacted by the Word tonight? Just a short little mini sermon. You know, and but it's something that's impacting, I do believe. Uh, let's begin with uh, this woman that wanted to have an audience with uh, President Abraham Lincoln during the time which he lived. She wasn't going there on any business venture or anything like that, but he consented, anyhow, just to meet with her. She went into his office, he arose and went over to her and says, how can I be of service to you? And she said, I didn't come to ask you for a favor. I heard that the president likes these particular cookies. So I made you a batch of cookies, and I just wanted to come in your office and give them to you. With tears in his eyes, he addressed her and said to her, you're the first person who's ever walked into my office asking nothing, expecting nothing, but bringing me something. And he said, I really appreciate this from the depth of my heart. Think about that. And think about how many prayer requests our Heavenly Father gets every single day. Think about that. Time and time and time and time again, asking for this and asking for that, and so on and so forth. Probably can't even begin to calculate that. Sometimes it made me just wonder, you think maybe once in a while he'd just like a cookie? You think he might like a cookie? Yeah. Someone just to say, I'm not here to ask you for anything. I'm here to give you something. I just want to come into your presence. And all I want to do is bless you, worship you and honor you. In the book of Deuteronomy, look at this verse, chapter 10 and verse 8. This is from the Amplified Bible. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord and to stand before the Lord. Now notice, to minister to him and to bless in his name unto this day. Why were they there? That was their duty, to minister to him. Just to minister to him. To bless Him, minister to Him, love on Him, I guess you could say. But that was the Old Testament. In the New Testament, look at First Peter. Every single one of us who's born of the Spirit and washed in the blood, we become a priest and a part of the priesthood. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hmm, what motivation. Were you in darkness? We were all in darkness, weren't we? And he brought us out of the darkness into the light of his kingdom. If anything, more than anything else, we should want just to get before his presence and say thank you. Just minister to him. Not expecting anything in return. As a matter of fact, in the New Testament, all believers are set apart to do that very thing—to minister first to the Lord, and then to one another, and then to the world. And you see this in the Book of Acts. Look at the Book of Acts, chapter thirteen. This is from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. That's supposed to be Acts thirteen. Sorry about that. If that's the wrong, it should be thirteen. Acts thirteen. Uh, verses 2 and 3. And it talks about how they were set apart, they ministered to the Lord, and then they prayed for Barnabas and Saul, and then they sent them off in the ministry to pray for people or to minister to other people. We'll get it there for you in a moment. Acts 13, verses 2 and 3. As a member of the priesthood, every single one of us has this Privilege of entering into the holiest place of all to minister to the Lord. Look at this. As they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work I have called them to. Then after they had fasted, prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them off. So we see all three things here. They ministered to the Lord and fasted. And then they prayed for Barnabas and Saul, ministered to them. And then they sent them off to go out and minister to other people that are in the world. This is the privilege that we all have as New Testament priests. Not just a privilege, but a responsibility to enter into his presence and to let him know beyond any shadow of a doubt how deeply we appreciate the sacrifice that he made for us. You see, this isn't about religion. This is about a relationship that we have with a living God who longs for us just to bring him a cookie. You can make it a simple thing like that. Just tell him, I'm I'm coming to bring you a cookie. Just like that woman did. You may be the president of the United States, but you like cookies. And that's why I'm here. Now, When it comes to ministry or ministering to the Lord, it involves praise. It involves worship and communion. Look at praise. In the book of Hebrews 13, verse 15. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Hallelujah. Offer the sacrifice. How often? Continually. We don't sacrifice animals or animal blood. And you know what? I really believe this to be true, which is why we're going to start singing some songs about the blood. It's when we get a revelation of the blood that he shed for us, how he poured out his life unto death for us, it's then that we can appreciate all that he did for us enough to come before his throne And just say, I want to sit here and say thank you to you. Because you see, we don't have to offer our blood. We don't have to offer sacrificial blood of animals. All we have to offer is our gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank you. And what praise does is thanks him for all the things that he has done. That's why in Psalm 150, praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him in affirmation of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. His creative uh, genius. Praise him for that. I want to praise you. But then worship is attributing worth to him. Look in the book of Revelation. We attribute worth to him. The 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and they say, you are worthy. So we go from praising him to declaring to him, this is his person, we're seeing his person. You are worthy to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And they exist because you created what you pleased. He created us for his pleasure. We are and we were created, right? To bring pleasure to him. And then finally, communion. We commune with him. In the the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, you should know the verse. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If we're weary, then something's wrong. We're not waiting on the Lord. And that means to intermingle with him. It's like to twist two things together, like a twisty tire. You twist it together. Two pieces, of whatever, to twist together. There's an interaction that takes place between the two. And so we interact with him in such a way so as to just commune with him, have fellowship with him, to soak in his presence. And beloved, here's a tremendous key, I do believe. Anybody want to be transformed from glory to glory? Yeah. We should all want to be transformed from glory to glory. You know, it doesn't come by just quoting Scripture. We can quote a Scripture, by "By His stripes we were healed. And that's wonderful to say, I know what the verse says. But in that place of intimacy with God, our cry should be this. I don't want to just know how to quote it. I want it to be a reality in my life. And I want to sit here in your presence and soak it in until it does become that reality. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and he does, then he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. I don't want to just know how to quote that verse, Lord. I want that to become a living thing in me. That your spirit is actually quickening my mortal body. Hallelujah. The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? Or whom shall I be afraid? God's not given me the spirit of fear, but a power of of a sound mind. I don't want to just be able to quote that, Lord. I want that to become a living thing in me, to transform my life from glory to glory. So once again, it's not just learning what it says, but it's the application of it in my life as I enter your presence, Lord, and I'm asking you by your spirit to transform my life. That's a true disciple, one who sits at the feet of the master and says, I'm not happy with me. I want change. I want to be more like you. That's, once again, what a disciple is. He looks into the very life of his master, his teacher, and he's a learner. We're a learner, every one of us who is born again. We're a student, a a disciplined student. And we say, yeah, I want to know your message. But more than that, I want to live your message. I want your message to change my life. So I just had it within me as we come in here tonight. Just to soak and bask in the very presence of God. And let him know that to be the cry of our hearts. I want reality with you In my life. I want to exchange. Strengths with you. I want you. To have me conform. To your very image Lord. Once again. Not just to quote the verses. But to live the verses. Hallelujah. Is that the cry of your heart tonight? Amen. We should all want that. So let's do it. Let's just minister to the Lord. Let's all bring him a cookie tonight. And just say, I'm coming in. I'm not asking for anything. I'm here to bring something to you. To give you my love, my worship, my praise. To give you adoration. To attribute worth to you. And in the process of doing so, I know I'll be changed. Remember when Moses was in the presence of God? And the glory of God was so profoundly manifested that he glowed with the very glory of God. That's the whole idea.